Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me from their palatial rental home are Pete Byrne and Dan Schiffmacher. Pete and Dan, how are you? Hi, Hi Bill. Bill. Oh, very nice. Very Good. nice. We're having a yard sale today. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, what, like, uh, what can I buy? Records, games that are missing some of the pieces, uh, clothes, a grill. I'm selling a bike for $9,999,999. But if you have a bike voucher, you can get it for free. That's, uh, I have $70 in my wallet, but no bike vouchers. It's one or the other. No it's, sale. Ah, oh, dang. I didn't even see the bike out there. Neither did I. Wow. It's in the back. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> Interesting marketing. Uh, so as you can hear a little bit, I'm kind of hoarse here, but hopefully Pete and Dan can bring some of that extra energy to on my behalf. Hopefully. Oh, <laughs> oh, boy. Boy. I to think of a horse too. And we're going to be talking about E3 this week. Uh, just as of this recording, E3 happened a few days ago. We're all very excited about some of the games we saw. And we'll talk about like maybe our two or three favorites each. Uh, as a quick reminder, So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. Uh, before that, though, let's talk a little bit about some games we've been playing. And Pete, yes, we've been playing the same game, yes, I think. that's true. I've been playing... I just kind of stopped playing it, but I played it nonstop for a couple weeks. Doom. Doom. Finally. Man, that, that was good. It's spectacular. It's great. It's uh, totally different... It's old school, man. It's totally old school. It's, you get punished for trying to hide and trying to aim, pretty much. It's like, you just need to keep moving, shooting, and it's gorgeous. I have very little negative things to say about it. Yeah, I mean, we both played it on the PS4, and it looks great. Yeah. Uh, the action moves so fast. You're moving so fast, but there's no like frame rate drops or slowdown or stuff. Everything yeah. is just zipping along. And the action's so intense. The combat feels great. I thought I was going to hate um, the, what do you call it? The quick kills. The glory kills. The glory kills. I thought I was like, oh, it's going to get so repetitive and stupid. But they were really smart about, uh, you're just kind of forced to have a technique. Because you shoot a monster and kill it, you'll get health. You'll get uh, a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you shoot a monster, you'll get a little bit of health. That's about it. You do a glory kill, you get a bunch of health, and then if you use the chainsaw, you get ammo. So you kind of have to like decide how you want to punish these demons in in a way that you'll stay alive longer. Right. Yeah. You have to kind of uh, tactically move around the room and like assess like what uh, different monsters are there and like what weapons you want to use on each. Like, yeah. like I would say with the lock on rocket launcher for the the big uh, caco demons in the air. Yeah. And then uh, if the summoner would appear, I would be like, oh, I got chainsaw that guy right away. Oh yeah, so, the yeah. summoners were worst. So obnoxious. So hard to kill. Always a chainsaw. Well, yeah, I was like halfway through the game, I was like, you know what? I might like RPG games because I like. That those elements that were in Doom, it's like you can upgrade your guy's suit in different ways. You can use those runes to select what skills you have. I definitely use the one where, uh, I think it was like as soon as you pick up the power up, uh, you get full health. Mm. So it was. It just changes the way how you play a, a room depending on what skills you have. Great. I mean, Doom does an especially good job of having like the extra, the, like the weapon mods and the runes and stuff that you pick up feed into like the game and like your character getting a little bit better all the time. Yeah. And like, it really felt yeah. like it made a difference when you upgraded something. 
actually was helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you didn't need them to beat those guys. You could beat no, them with that, but it helped a sure. lot. Yeah. I feel like in some uh, other games, RPG elements like that, you'll pay money to upgrade your health, and it goes up like 0.5 hit points. And you're just like, it doesn't really feel satisfying. But with this, if you upgrade your health, you have like 25 extra points immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and like the abilities synergize together, and you feel like you're building your own personal character, I think, that way. Yeah. yeah. With no face. With no face, yeah. Yeah, and that's a weird thing, too, is, like, the story is almost non-existent, but I liked what was there, actually. I, yeah, I thought that they should have made the, the story of Doom Guy a little more in your face, because I liked it. It's just, like, he's this ancient warrior that has basically so over the top. because a demon betrayed his own kind and gave, it's like, this is pretty pretty great why is this only in these little pda pads you can pick up he's like a holy knight and you have to like rescue other holy knights from the underworld yeah and like optimus prime shows up and is like i don't like you and you don't like me and you throw the tablet against the wall and you're like i'm not listening to this guy i'm gonna go out there and shoot demons yeah that was the best part it's like he literally you get tore he put in your face and he picks it up and throws it against the wall (laughs) yeah and i was like all right now you gotta take out the the injector delicately, and you just like kick it until it's broken. Like yeah. it's like, doom guy. Multiplayer, on the other hand, not super impressed. Didn't even touch it. Yeah, single player is great. I'm disappointed that the DL- the first DLC they have is for multiplayer. I wish. I mean, it's gonna take a long time for them to make new levels, but I'm sure they will. Like it, it's weird that they featured the multiplayer so heavily in the lead up. Like that was that beta. They had that yeah. free beta for the multiplayer a while ago, but nothing about the single player, really. And that's what really shines. The campaign. What, yeah. what about the multiplayer didn't you like? Was it like, the, is it, were you dying? It's not, it doesn't feel like it's very balanced. It's not balanced well. Like, uh, people that already, it's like, it's going to be really hard to jump in with new players. People are so good at it, and they have better guns and better abilities and stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge multiplayer fan in general for online, so I'm not really a good critic of it. But, um, it just seemed kind of like they didn't really break any ground with it. Now there's other. I would much rather play Overwatch, yeah, than play Doom multiplayer. It just seemed kind of stale. Yeah, only having watched people play the Doom multiplayer it looks very generic. Like you got the standard weapons, and like in the like the actual Doom game, like the rocket launcher seems so deadly. But in the multiplayer, it's it's just like another hit on the guys. If that makes sense. That's crazy too, because I remember when we first were watching the videos for that game before it came out. You're like. Check out all these different multiplayer modes. You become a demon. You kill people. Like it seemed really cool. But uh, I mean, I I easily get frustrated playing online because the learning curve is just a straight vertical one. You just have to be good, or else you cannot compete at all. Well, then, With single player, you get to have fun and explore yeah. and stuff. And maybe now that I played the whole campaign, I would be a little better because I know what the guns do and stuff. But still, it's just like. It's tough playing with people on the internet. Man. <laughs> That's part of the game, though, too, is, like, matchmaking. Isn't that, wouldn't that, like, matching up with people that you're, like, kind of same skill level? Or it how should. Does that... They try. Yeah. I mean, I, I would encourage you guys, I'm going to probably talk about it on a later episode, is, like, Overwatch has been really good so far for me. That's yeah. what I've heard, And yeah. the, the learning curve is uh, doable in that game. You can start out and be pretty respectable, and then you can get more into, the, like, the more advanced characters and find out more cool stuff as you go. I played the beta, and that was great really cool i'm mad because i just spent 40 dollars on ratchet and clank and i should have been probably not liking ratchet and clank eh, no 
<laughs> I, I can get into it, but it, unless Dan has a game he's playing right now. Uh, well, I was playing the single player mode of Splatoon for a little bit, and I just never touched it. But it was really cool. I, I beat it, um, and, and it was it's just the way that they made like the controls work for that game was so good, and then just the way that those levels are designed with all the different mechan- mechanics, it was really cool. Um, but other than that, I think I've been playing a few different like I've been playing a lot of Pokemon like Pokemon Red. Uh, from like in the eShop on my mm-hmm. 3DS, uh, and I forgot how how kind of oh they rough those games were, but like you know you're used to certain mechanics where like just simple things like if you're gonna press select you can just get on the bike you don't have to go to your item and then get the bike and then you know uh-huh. and you, you you have to like you can't have like a certain amount of items or whatever yeah they don't have a backpack for you to just hold everything right and it sorts it all it's just you're you know you only have a certain amount of things you can do so it's kind of frustrating but at the same time i like the idea that like the new game is coming out pokemon sun and moon right yeah um at e3 i loved that we'll get to it but like i loved how that looked and i might get it but like my my favorite idea is that whatever i do in pokemon red those pokemon and spend the time building up i can just transfer into the new game that's pretty and interesting yeah that they were able to build that into through the game. pokemon bank um that thing and you could do that with because i also i also have why Pokemon Y and I have I like the idea of continuity because like otherwise each in this 700 Pokemon so like you know 700 728 or something and okay I've been disconnected from Pokemon for so long can I just ask why every time there's a new game is there like red and blue sun and moon why are there two games every time they come out the I mean the original marketing idea was to have the two games so that people would be like interacting more with each other like some people might buy blue and some people might buy red yeah and then you'd have like oh my friend has blue so i'll buy red and we can trade and we can like enjoy the game together only certain pokemon available in each game like is it like the same game but it's the same variations on it yeah slight variations but generally i don't know how they have done it now if it was that much but like so like red for me and my brother growing up this is great because like i would get one version he get the other we would trade gold and silver red and blue um and uh in ruby and sapphire they did do a thing with the story where like if you i think it's like if you play ruby you go up against team aqua and then if you get sapphire you go up against team magma so they did break the story up huh. a little bit there so, yeah i don't know how they've changed but, that over the years with the newer games like i don't know what don't difference know. between pokemon x and y are or, Interesting. or i know that like maybe certain areas or certain pokemon are more rare than other ones and, yeah and, um they're it, trying to get you to buy two, or they're trying to get you to get your friend to buy the other one. Is the main thing, though. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, they should do that with movies. Oh I mean, god, they, they shouldn't, but they should. See, can you imagine oh if they god, put out like man. a new Marvel movie? Go see like Spider Man Red or Spider Man Blue, and there's different endings to each one. You <laughs> have to pay tickets to go see both versions. But they'd oh. have to make it more than a different ending because then somebody would. You think, but they wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than them breaking up the book into two movies. That know? would be something where if, like, a character has, like, a split personality or something, you'd have two different man. films. Or they know? tell the same story from two different perspectives. Exactly. Oh, man, oh. that'd be pretty cool. Let's cut this out of this podcast so we can make that idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so Pokemon is what I've been kind of playing. Um, I think at the end of this month, I'm going to get Box Boy 2. Nice. I'm going to get play that a lot. Um, but other than that, those are kind of the ones that I've been. Twilight Princess HD, I got back on because of the Breath of the Wild stuff. Um, 
but I just want to play Breath of the Wild at the moment. There's a thing with Twilight Princess HD, right? Where if you like do the optional dungeon, you can like bring the wolf yeah, like, into the. That's what I love. I mean, that, there's so many things I love about the new version, new games coming out. Um, but like you can take the I have the amiibo, um, and if you beat the the dungeon, whatever it is, the bonus can be get from getting that. You can um, transfer the wolf. Will just there's no companion character in the new Zelda. It's just you can bring the wolf in. He'll attack people and stuff and follow you around. So I thought nice. that was. I think because like they were like, oh yeah, well, we were all kind of like, well, what what can you actually do? They actually going to put the wolf in the game, and yep, they did. So, well, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So plenty of good games going on right now, and for sure, for sure. You know what I thought was really cool too is like a year ago when we did the pre E three episode, you guys were talking about Doom, or you were like, I can't wait to Doom, and now it was good. Yeah, yeah, it delivered. They called their shot and they knocked it out. I mean, they really did. I hope that they release like they did with Wolfenstein. They have Wolfenstein, the Old Blood too. It's like extra three or four missions. Really hope they do that with Doom. But I hope they make another Doom game that is Hell on Earth because I gotta see it. I gotta see like the real cities on mm-hmm. Earth filled with demons. Well, uh, you know, Bethesda has some projects coming up, and maybe we can cover a couple of them when we talk about E uh, three. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're here. We're here. We all went. Yeah, it was crazy. We're back. Uh-huh. Lots of late nights, lots mm-hmm. of interviews, uh-huh. uh, pressers, uh, pressures, screenings. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that I know about. Yeah. Sony press conference was just like a movie. <laughs> they just played movie after movie after movie with a live orchestra. It was pretty uh, weird. But it not- was like a Nintendo type of thing, kind of. Not actually. Like, I haven't seen many other people or companies do the live orchestra thing. That was really unusual, yeah. Okay. Have, like, they had a live orchestra going along with the game, uh, like the preview movies. <laughs> yeah. And so, there was no stranger or more unusual game movie that came out of the Sony presser than Death Stranded. Yeah. yeah. I Have you read the comments on this trailer? No. So, do you, you watch this, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. People are so like hateful already about it they're like <laughs> kojima is an idiot he's crazy that trailer shows absolutely nothing about what that game is and so many people are already writing like i don't think i'm gonna get this one i don't want to play this game what i'm not playing this game like and we don't even know what it is it, that's a very good point i'm gonna read this in a baby where i didn't he hold a baby at the end right yeah 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 and I think it's implied that it's like his baby. Like he's got a C, it looks like a C-section scar on him. Yeah. 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 People are apparently frustrated with his completely incoherent quote unquote genius. And I'm just like, yeah, his stories have a limitless plot holes, but it's, they're still pretty interesting and entertaining. I, I just don't know why everyone is so mad about it. One of the main things I took away from that and it kind of just like affected me more of just how things are going to be like, that's not, that's not really him. That's that's an image of him. That's like rendered Norman Reedus. But that looks so real. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like it and does. I, also another thing I had to like do a double take on was um kind of related is that you you guys posted a, a Metal Gear Pachinko thing. Yeah. What? There's a make a Metal Gear So like they made uh so now Konami doesn't make games anymore basically. Instead they make like pachinko machines. and one of them is like the the last scene from Metal Gear Solid Three, which is this intense one on one fight between uh, Old Snake and the boss, yeah, is a pachinko game now. And like as you play pachinko, the scene like will play in like 
newly rendered, newly made graphics just for this pachinko game. I couldn't believe that like that wasn't. It looked like humans. They looked like people playing them. I didn't. I, I couldn't believe that it wasn't real. And it, that's like like is that how like? And I thought the same thing when I played Resident Evil Resident Evil on the GameCube on like an old TV. I was like, this is an actual game. But now I'm thinking that now with like this eight like HD and like just I mean the Pachinko video. I was like, where are we gonna go? Like we're gonna get to a point where it, we're just gonna, it's gonna be blended reality. Like you're not gonna know. Well, that's exactly where we're at. It's, yeah. They're not improving the graphics anymore. They're making it more immersive. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. We've hit that graphic glass ceiling for the moment now it's like okay well now how do we make sure you don't see your walls and your bookshelf next to your tv while you're playing like i think that all started with games like dead rising or assassin's creed on the last generation where it's like okay well now we can make these guys really pretty let's put like a thousand guys on screen and you're like you're in an actual environment and now now it's like yeah bleeding out of the television and they're looking for like yeah augmented reality yeah yeah it's gonna get to the point like you don't know it's, right. it's a game it's kind of scary i'm not really a big fan but uh you know yeah. we're just becoming old men now yeah it, it yeah i don't know there's also and this is a really big rabbit hole we don't have to go down to but there's like a, a theory that elon musk came up with it were a game this whole thing we're all in a simulation simulation yeah. there's like a like a billionth of a percent of a chance that we're not or something what yeah what it's 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 just another variant on like the free will argument like can you engage in free will on we're all being agent. Elon Musk is the architect of the Matrix, basically. You know, if there is anybody, he's, to he's be... Neo. He's the one who can see outside the Matrix. Well, anyway, uh, which is why, but if that's the case, then concept, why? But so I guess we'll discuss the E3 that happened within our program. <laughs> we'll have, yeah, we have to make do with the means that we have and the cognitive understanding that we have. And as long as you're living like that, you're doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, bits, <laughs> bits wow. yes. So many bits on this one. <laughs> just, just mainly on the satellite. <clears throat> yes. Death Stranding, or Death Stranded. Yeah, Death Stranded. We'll yeah, do we, that. We, I guess so. <laughs> but I mean, the thing with Death Stranded is Kojima always wanted to be, I think, like a movie director. And I think yeah. he's like talked about oh, that in interviews and stuff. Yeah, like, sure. And this is him like working with a Hollywood actor to make the thing that he could never perhaps make while he worked for Konami, where he had to make a Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, he didn't really make anything else besides Metal Gear, right? Not for a long time. Like a long time ago, he made some like uh, basically visual novels, and those were kind of just like Blade Runner ripoffs and Total Recall ripoffs. But now, now it, this is his chance to like try and hybridize video games and movies and make like a Hollywood style production. I think is what he wants. You know what? That's really funny. Just uh, because like people make video games, most a lot of games now are like Hollywood type movie things. And then they'll make a movie off of the video game, and people are like, oh, it looks like the Assassin's Creed movie. It's coming out, like, oh, it looks so good. I'm like, yeah, but like the whole game was kind of a movie concept anyway. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's like it's gonna be good. So I wonder if they're when they make a game, if they're going into thinking that way. Probably. I, besides Nintendo, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Nintendo doesn't. Or you could be like Ratchet and Clank and make a game based off the movie, based off the game. <sighs> that's, that's what this is, right? It, yeah, it's... I bought the game. I hate it. I'm mad that I spent money on it. I loved, 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 loved the Ratchet and Clank games. There, there's a couple problems I have with the new one. Uh, they will not stop referencing the fact that this is a game based on a movie based on a game. And it's really annoying. It's not fun. All the characters 
are just like, oh, I feel like I'm having deja vu. And like, oh, this didn't happen this way before. And it's like, fuck you. (laughs) I get it. I get it. But a huge part of Ratchet and Clank for me was the music. The music was awesome because I think it's the same guy that did, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's the same guy that did the soundtrack for like Spyro the Dragon and stuff. Just all the music has this magical feel to it. Music is completely generic now. Just like movie soundtrack garbage. The the combat doesn't feel very fluid to me. It feels really disjointed. And I'm just shocked. It has the same rating as Doom. Basically. I was like, I don't, everyone seems to like this except for me. And I don't, is it like still kind of like a 3D platformer type yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel the controls don't feel tight to me, and even the sounds feel like like things are too loud, and the music is it just doesn't. I don't know. I don't like it. One thing that I did kind of see at E3 that I like, and I actually I backed it, so I've been even up with the browser ukulele, mm-hmm. which is also kind of a it's another 3D platform, pretty much Banjo Kazooie. Um, with the, with the sound, like the music, and it seems like it's doing, the trailer that I saw was, like, they're really going for the, like, it look it looks great. It looks just like an old, classic 3D platformer, so I'm hoping that it, it delivers. One game I'm looking forward to is ReCore, uh, which is, it's going to be coming out actually pretty soon. It's coming out in, like, September, and it's being developed by this guy, Keiji Inafune, who did all the early Mega Man games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Didn't and, he just do Mighty Number no. Nine though? Uh, let's not talk about. I backed that. Uh, I haven't gotten, but like, it, it doesn't look as good as I thought it was me. But like, he did that, right? That he, was him. He, that was him. Yeah, okay. he was working on that with uh, Inti Creates, uh, which they do a bunch of the more recent Mega Man games. Oh. Uh, but Recore is being made by Armature Studios, and they did a bunch of the Metroid Prime games. Oh. Uh, so there's a pedigree there, some good work there, and it looks like kind of the evolution of Mega Man because it's like you get a robot that follows you around, and sometimes it's a dog, but you can like take the core of the dog out and like put it in another robot. Is this, is this a side-scrolling platform or is this like a 3D uh, first-person game? That is an excellent question. It is an action-adventure video game. What, did you see, did you see I, anything? Oh, you just, I, 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 I just seen the trailer. I, I haven't watched like, oh, the demo or anything. From the trailer, though, was it... Would it look, wait, what, well, it's, it's, sorry, it's, that's like a CG movie, though, uh, so it doesn't okay. like show you how the game is. Interesting. But, I mean, like all that sounded good to me. And what, uh, another interesting thing about it is like it's going to be retailing at $40 instead of 60 mm. And I don't know exactly why it's doing that, but it's just... What is it for? PC or... It's going to be for Xbox One and PC, okay. which is another big thing that came out of E3, is now, like, Microsoft is going to put a lot of their first-party games onto the computer. You just have to have... Um, Windows, Windows Anywhere or something like that? Is that what... Yeah, you have Windows to have, like, at least Windows 10 installed, and then you can buy the games from the Windows 10 store and install them on your computer. Wow. Yeah, they're trying to synchronize all that. And then, then now, and they even announced... Scorpion or Scor- Project Scorpio? Project Scorpio. Hank Scorpio. Hank Scorpio? I don't get that reference. It's a, it's a Simpsons thing. Oh, okay. uh, but it's a more powerful Xbox, and it's meant to be like much, much more powerful and to be more powerful than the next PlayStation iteration, which they're working on right now. Right. And like the thing that one of, one of the, guy, the guys said was like, if you don't have a 4K TV, it's just, the system's not going to really do anything for you. And that, like, to me, it's like, I mean, it, it comes out next year, uh, 2007, like, uh, holiday. 2017 and like do you like are many people like jumping to upgrade their existing 40 inch HDTV to a, a 4k tv like i don't have any point like mine's gonna work fine regardless i'm, I'm not in i'm not into that yet i, I mean uh, like i've always been with technology like i need to see like the proof of like 
the technology being used or like the, the product that can take advantage of it. Yeah. Like with video game systems, obviously it's like, is there a good game on this thing? And that's like, what's got me so hesitant about VR is like all of the stuff that we've seen so far is yeah. tech demos and like very, very weak uses of VR. Well, there were, and there was a big push. I, I thought at E3 this year for VR, like the whole industry is trying to push it they to, are. to be a thing. And I think that's, um, I don't know how I feel about it. I haven't experienced it. Um, but I don't know. I have, I know they have like, when we went and saw the movie that time they had like the, the galaxy gear or whatever it's called, like the Samsung's. Oh, like the v thing. gear VR. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had like, like a demo at... thing that people were demoing at and stuff. And like, I, I was interested, but I kind of, I'm, I'm all set. I don't really want Maybe to. Maybe I'll try it, but I just am like, I remember doing VR stuff years ago at like arcades being like, right. I, I, I guess so. It's like, Using a Viewmaster but playing a video game. Mm -hmm. It's not truly immersive. Yeah. Like the they're pitching like you can play Fallout Four in VR, and it's like, well, I could already play Fallout Four. What yeah. what what's new here? If what my TV's big enough, and <laughs> it's pretty much I use a scoot to chair closer. And like. that's that's the thing I think where there'll be a divide eventually is because like not only it, it's like motion controls to the nth degree because like okay, so you got this VR thing on, but you're still using the controller to move the dude. So if you're like, if you need to move or walk, you're now you're talking about getting like a treadmill thing or, or something, you know, so you actually feel like you're walking around and doing this stuff. Um, and it, to the point where like a game I saw, Resident Evil 7, like I saw the beginning promo for this. I'm like, this looks cool, but I don't really care. And then I found out later that it's Resident Evil 7. I'm like, what? Why? Wait a minute. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I didn't hate Resident Evil 6. Uh, Resident Evil franchise, I'm mainly a Nintendo guy, but like Sony and Resident Evil is something that I've been following, you know, since like, since like three, I think. Well, since the beginning. Um, and it just, it's always been a real good horror game. And like, that's what they're trying to go back to this one. But it's all in, they've never done a first person game like that. And it it's just, the whole game can be played in VR. It, you know, they're trying to scare the crap out of you. Like, I get it. But like, well, that's the other thing I just thought about for VR is like, it's only really for if you want to have a first-person gaming experience. Right. Mm -hmm. That That's kind of limits true. what kind of game you're playing. What if I just want to play Tetris? I can yeah. play VR Tetris. I mean, that's not a great <laughs> example, but... It would, re it would require rethinking, like, so many elements of games and how they're made and, like, how to interact with it, like, in real time, like, in the environment of the game itself. Yeah. Like, not detached by on the other side of the screen what's really weird is i saw ign had a a, a thing a vr kind of um uh show where it was like so if you had vr you could watch it so like let's say this microphone in between us is like a camera a 360 degree camera they had a whole show set up over here with a panel of people and then the whole show over here so panel of people these people would talk and like, ah, and, then, and then like these guys would start talking. So you'd have to turn around. You'd have to turn around. I've seen to see that. Like and I was that. like, that's an interesting way of entertaining. Because like you choose, you know, you can choose not to listen to these people and just watch these people the whole time and see how they're interacting while they're huh. not doing anything. It. <laughs> but I still, I know. guess, uh, I feel like innovation is always initially met doubt. So I'm totally yeah. willing to see what people you know you got to provide the tool before yeah something crazy happens yeah something will come out that'll be like holy shit i gotta do that so far 
No, but it's being worked on, so I don't want to. I don't want to poo-poo it, but right. from what we saw at E3, I'm not there yet. Right, and I'll I, wait I, until I think, I yeah, I need happens. to see something. It's yeah. cool, but it's show not, me something. Yeah, and I think even like because Nintendo <clears throat> was pressed about that too, and they're like, yeah, look, we tried the Virtual Boy stuff, and that was a thing that people <laughs> didn't. So like, they're very hesitant. They're in the same way. Like when it's mainstream, we'll think about it. But like, you know, they've they're trying to get away from I think doing overly gimmicky motion control stuff now even like the new zelda game i was watching them use the game pad and stuff the whole time and it's like it's stuff there but they were not focusing on the elements there anymore it, it, versus the first showing of that game it was like look at all the things you can do with a game pad and but now it's just like yeah we're using it for subtle motion control on the map but you know we need to make this more kind of go back into more regular streamlined games i guess i'm just racking my brain right now for an idea so <laughs> like game wise on VR? Even, even something as simple as, like, if I could sit on the couch and just watch a video of going through, like, really famous places with a 360 camera, I would probably do that. If I could just sit on my couch and look around at something, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, for the, some reason, when I'm like, well, Batman's already a game. I don't. Oh, yeah, we could put VR. on the Batman mask. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, that's what they had. They had, like, a yeah. Batman VR yeah. at E3. And, I mean, the thing that would interest me is, like, they have, like, Starfighter games where, you like, you climb into, like, the cockpit and you're like in a huge like space fight and like you can look around at the cockpit oh star wars they had a star wars one yeah 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 uh and that was interesting but also i think that i feel like just just by looking at screen would be too much too much is going on at the same time i don't know you're literally in this i don't know it would it would be a lot yeah to take in to like get comfortable with like the cockpit controls and like all the stimulus around you outside I mean, but it'd be a new way to play. No, like, that would be something that maybe someone 10 years younger than us is like, this is fine. I can do this. I'm sure. I think I, I like the idea of VR augmented reality. So, like, you're seeing just your normal thing, but you're going through your own house, like, shooting a, a, a wall, you know, a demon who came through the wall. There's something kind of like that with the phone app or Google did something. I think I remember tech demo that was pretty cool. Not at E3, but, like, in mm. general. Like, yeah, Microsoft had, like, the HoloLens, I think. Is HoloLens was also, well, that was last E3. I thought that was super cool. They didn't really talk about that at all this year, did no, they? No, no, that didn't really come up. No, I think that seems like that's a ways away right now. Yeah. The coolest thing that I've seen, Scorpio probably there was a video it. of basically what looked like, um, like a laser tag place where they built this environment that's completely blank, <clears throat> like white, but has, <clears throat> excuse me, seats and walls and stuff. And they can change what it looks like with your V. So you wear VR goggles and you walk through with like a laser gun, and then they can play different like campaigns. And you walk through that environment so you can actually sit on things or actually hide behind things. Okay, yeah, I I like that. I like that. Yeah, you know, as far as like the home experience, I agree. It's like, what you're gonna have a treadmill in this, Mm -hmm. but like that's really cool. They just I would love to do that. Built a labyrinth with you know like green screen views or whatever and then you put on your helmet and you can pick oh i want to do like the winter campaign or this place or this place and like when you run out of time you look down and it looks like the floor is collapsing and you have to like run to the exit to get out that's it was super cool, cool. <laughs> that's nice. cool that is what intrigues me and that's like going out and having a whole experience that i like it a lot almost gets me more excited it's like how can we use vr to get people out of their house right instead of making sure they never leave right, 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 right. <laughs> you know any t- new tool i feel like has the potential to do that. yeah 
Uh, so, any other games that uh, really caught your eye that uh, saw from the E3? Um, I just am upset about Crash Bandicoot, man. I've been a Crash Bandicoot fan forever. I feel like he's in a similar situation that Spider-Man was in, where I think Activision still has like the rights to Crash Bandicoot, and they made a couple games, and they've all been pretty bad. I haven't played... Some of them, I guess, are okay, but I just want Naughty Dog to have Crash Bandicoot back. Because the only thing we got from E3 is we're going to remaster the first three Crash Bandicoot games, which, like, cool, but if the gameplay has changed, then it's completely ruined. Yeah. And, oh, Crash is in Skylanders. I'm not going <laughs> to no. buy Skylanders. This reminds me a little bit of when they did, like, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. I was like, finally, another How was it? I mean, they rebuilt the first game completely, right, from the ground up. They did. It just, well, first off, the part of the issue was they did the first game when like the second or the third games added like key mechanics that made the yeah, game. You can't do anything in the first Tony Hawk game. Right. You manual. You can't yeah. Do you can't anything. do the revert uh, off the ramp. And like, yeah, I mean, uh, it just didn't feel quite right. It wasn't never soft making the game. Now it's another company. Exactly. That's my whole thing is like, Oh, that would be great to have an HD yeah. gorgeous version of Crash Bandicoot. But if the controls change, the original company doesn't make it. Then it's, it's yeah, not the same game. Well, they, and they made uh, and this is a few years ago, but a more recent Blitz game. Remember those games? Blitz yeah, game? yeah. And that got back to using the NFL teams uh, again because they EA had like the NFL license for a while, so they couldn't do. They had Blitz the league and and all that. They tried to deal with it, but and not doing it. So they came back. I don't know if it was the same developer because I don't think the developer from Midway. I don't think it's Midway is anymore. gone. Although they some remnants of them still work in Chicago with NetherRealm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, right, because they did. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, because of what's his face, the commissioner of the NFL, they couldn't do late hits in the in the game. Yeah, like, and that's the whole uh, point of the game. That is, like, it really I is. Have, I have I have Slugfest, I have Blitz, and I have hits, and I loved all those games because and like because you can just like wail on somebody. After they make a good play, I'm like, "Fuck you, man! I don't care." Like, it just—they must have seen concussion. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> and it, like even smaller stuff, like in the old games, you could do a jump pass, and that was like one of the good ways to, uh, create, yeah, like on offense to create uh, a little advantage for yourself, which you couldn't do, yeah, in the new blitz, and that changes the whole game for the offense. Right. Yeah, you could dress up as hot dogs or Vikings. That's not the point. You need to have every aspect of the game. It's like them doing NBA Jam, but no breaking the backboard. Like, what? Uh, yeah. Who cares? I'm not playing this. Right. You can play as Republicans and Democrats. No, but, I want to break the no, backboard. Let me be clear. They did it right. Oh, oh, okay. You can, if they, you can do everything you could do in the game. Okay, good. I was drawing uh, a comparison that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I didn't actually play NBA Jam. It's great. Yeah. We should play it. We could, we could play, play it. Obama. Uh, there we go. My favorite line is, there's the peanut butter, but where's the jam? <laughs> um, but the main game, obviously, it stuck out to me was Zelda. Like, that's like the game that... I kind of figured you might want to talk about that oh, game. It's just like, you know, and they built it up. And like everybody's like, they're just talking about Zelda? Ooh, I don't know how this E3 is going to go for them. But they set that bar, you know, that low. Um, and it it looks great. It it just I just want to 
I think all the changes they made, like the immediate, like in the trailer, like the like the first thing right off the bat is there's voice acting, and um, and that just goes with the game. It just changes all the different conventions of all of the game of all the old games. Um, there's no hearts to pick up. You have to eat food and cook food to um to get your health. Uh, and there's gonna be rupees at some point, but they didn't really show up. But I, they just showed how much open world it is, and I, I don't. Open world games to me are tough because I'll just get lost and start climbing up stuff and just you know just. Um, People are saying this really myself. this really harkens back to the original Legend of right, Zelda, right? Which is what I that's the thing I saw because like the, the peaks like there's a there's a there's a there's an image of like from the first Zelda game, uh, like that was in the manual or something of Zelda like sitting on a cliff looking at these two peaks that earn it and you can do that in this game. Those peaks are there and like they did they cre- they recreated it and you just like it's. There, there's, there's like a raft that you just find, and like what I love about this game is like you don't have to unlock stuff; they just stuff there is there. You hit, you kill a guy, take his weapon, and then you can use that. Um, you unlock a treasure chest, and there's a fire rod. You just use the fire rod to light things on fire, and that's not a, not a big, it's not not a lot of fanfare. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's rune runes in all of the uh, in all of the temple, all of the shrines and stuff, which I thought were really cool, and I I wasn't sure how those would work and how it would be, but it's I love because like I love um, Link Between Worlds, where you just that same kind of idea. You just go ahead and do that. And there's no companion character that bugs the shit out of you. It's just <laughs> it's just you're just you can you're in the world, do whatever you want. You can go to the end of the game if you want to, like it, it right off the bat. But um, you know, I, and we haven't even seen any dungeons or story elements or villages or anything. It just they all they showed was them wandering around killing people and the mechanics of it, and it was, um, it was great. It, it looked it, like I was playing Princess HD, and, and already I was like, I gotta go do this thing. And I just wanted to play that game, the uh, Beast, Breath of the Wild, and just, um, be able to do whatever I want, be in that world. I'm ready for that kind of. And they had a younger development team develop this game, mm-hmm. so it was. Some of the, a lot of a lot of these changes kind of make it a little more modern, but um, yeah, that's my favorite. But yeah, I, I was a little wary of Legend of Zelda, like knowing how the last one, Skyward Sword, had gone, and Twilight Princess was kind of meh. Yeah, but they a little wary of Legend of Zelda coming out of the last two games, Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess. But this one seems a lot more exciting. Oh god, sorry. It looks good. Uh, I don't know as much. Uh, about Zelda as Dan does, but I understand that like they kind of just change what a Zelda game is or how it plays like fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see. I mean, it, it looks pretty much like open world adventure, like everything. Right, right. And and the last game I wanted to mention myself is a game called Tacoma. Tacoma. It's, Tacoma. I don't think I know this. Uh, so it's being made by this company called the Fulbright Company. They are, they haven't done much. They did a DLC for Bioshock Two, okay, and then they made Gone Home. Gone Home. Oh, I just watched the trailer for that. Okay, it looks real. It's it's, it's talky, talky, <laughs> artsy. Uh, yeah. Walking simulator is, is sometimes the the, the phrase, uh, but they are trying to branch out from that a little bit because Tacoma it's a it's a sci-fi setting. It does look a lot like Bioshock, like a lot, but. Okay. Uh, they're they're trying to like make it so in Gone Home one of the people one of the complaints people had was well you go into this room and then you find a key that unlocks the door to the next room and you walk around that room yeah. and get the key 
So they're trying to make it like more multi-directional, more uh, more stuff to interact with and explore. It's not just linear. There's more. There's a mystery there still, but it's it's not just A to B to C. And I I already liked what they were doing before. Uh, the, the Bioshock DLC, it's called Minerva's Den, was really really good. It was like the best part of Bioshock too by far, actually. And I ever since then I've been fans of those guys, and some of them actually do this other video game podcast called Idle Thumbs, which is pretty good. Uh, and yeah, Tacoma, it's it was originally going to come out pretty soon, but because they were like, this is too much like Gone Home, they delayed it hmm. to add in more like versatility, which I appreciate. It, you know, make make the game good, and it's done when it's done. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see Horizon? Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, was there already a Horizon game before that? Uh, I don't know. I don't I think don't either. So. It's the first I've ever heard of it. But like before the Zelda reveal, Horizon Zero Dawn looked like an interesting kind of similar, like a similar game. But like you're in a the wild. There's these weird robots. Oh, is beasts. this the the thing that they put a commercial for it before every goddamn E3 video I'm trying to watch on YouTube? Probably. I've seen the commercial for this game eight thousand. <laughs> yeah. Your answers, Eli. What if they're worse than not knowing, or whatever the hell he says? Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting really frustrated with the same commercial in front of literally fifty videos. Watch Dogs Two. Oh really my god. That commercial has a super annoying song. Yeah. Uh, it didn't seem like it was like that. Did anyone like Watch Dogs? Sold a lot, apparently. I liked the idea that it was in Chicago, and I would like to see... Is Watch Dogs 2 in Chicago? No, it's in San Francisco. Oh, who cares? <laughs> or San Diego. The song they play in that commercial, just this guy going, I'm a little teapot, letting out steam. I'm just like, this is stupid. Is that, that, that is stupid. Is that real? I didn't... Yeah, man. I guarantee you, if I go to IGN right now and try and watch one of their videos, a commercial for either Robot Animal Game or Watch Dogs 2 will start playing. It's too bad, too, because Horizon Zero Dawn should not make you frustrated about the idea of fighting robot dinosaurs. No, it shouldn't, but after 8,000 times in a row. It seems like a very bizarre game. And... I couldn't save them. No, it changed. It's a commercial for Game we of Thrones. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. We'll leave the yeah, the other 50% of the internet talking about Game of Thrones right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a... It's a thing. I don't watch it's, it. It's, it's, Is it over? No. Oh. Not for a while. There's an yet. episode tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's. I mean, I. I love Game of Thrones. I haven't seen it's any pretty, of it. I feel like you you would love Game. People of Thrones. keep telling me that, but there's just a lot for me to get into right now. I think when it's done, done, I'll be like, okay, I'll get into it now. That's good. Yeah. You like Lord of the Rings. I kind of like Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's all the same. Lord of the Rings, Zelda. I like know, this way more Game of Thrones. Than Lord of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Do you like murder mysteries in your Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Would you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you like Lord of the Rings, uh, Law Walking and Order, down. and Mortal Kombat all together? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty good. My girlfriend hasn't heard... murder mystery. There's no murder mystery in that show. They they do. They 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 try and find the killer. I mean, granted, the the trial part is vastly different between Game of Thrones and Law and Order. You guys trial both watch Kombat. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I've he, watched them. Yeah, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert podcast. This isn't deviation but they have a, a podcast that's just been like they had a podcast before the show started it was him talking about the process of you know making the show and all that and then like in the last like month like they've just been doing these two minute long podcasts about game of thrones and it's weird it's just some other guy named duncan's doing these like quick recaps of the, like something happens to him every time he doesn't get to talk about it and they're only two minutes long <laughs> and it's really weird and it doesn't relate to me yeah. when he says these characters names like i don't know 
But you're the odd man out because we know who he's talking about when he says Daenerys. Khaleesi and yeah. these are all names. Same person, Khaleesi and Daenerys. Whoa. Yeah. See, I'm already there. Khaleesi. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> She's the mother of dragons? Oh, yeah. So kind of like... Fire can't burn her. Yeah. She's got a full name, the unburned something or other. Yeah, they give her lots of names. <laughs> Great. Cool. Cool. So none of that is a video game. No, but like if you go to any video game website now, they all have like Game of Thrones they discussion podcasts or, or or Walking Dead. Did you? Uh, so uh, the Walking Dead, real quick too. They filmed eleven different openings for the new season. I saw that because of, of so how the dedication. That's yeah. smart. They're gonna do it in this day and age where every website needs to have Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, you know, types information. Yeah, quick announcement. This this will continue to be a video game podcast, regardless right. of the squeakiness of my voice. Uh, and just, th- guys, thank you so much for coming on to talk hey. about games you've been playing in E3. You You're got welcome. it, bro. Yeah, man. Anything else you want to mention, plug, uh, advertise while we're here? Um, I have a podcast called Talking Wild with Dan. I have an episode. It's going to be out. This is going to be out this week. This will be out on Monday. Monday. So mine is going to be on Thursday. I'll have a new episode Thursday, so check that out. Um, it's both on Second Win. Awesome. Um, check it out on iTunes. Um, I talk to animals. I interview animals and ask them about their life. That's pretty much the idea of that. Nice. So. Mm-hmm. I'm moving to a new apartment. All right. Probably going to have a... Oh, I don't want to say this on the air because I might not invite everyone. Okay. <laughs> not, yeah, not all the listeners may be invited to whatever, <laughs> whatever Pete's yeah, planning. At least me and Bill are. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, and so that brings another episode of So Many Bits to a close. Uh, we can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. We're so many bits on there. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at so many bits. You can uh, listen to us on SoundCloud, like, rate, and review, subscribe on iTunes. And last but not least, please check out other quality podcasts like this one at Second Wind Collective, uh, Support Independent Art, The Spirit of Dell Compelsion.